Hey, darling. Welcome to the She's a Creative podcast. Are you a female creative who wants to own your purpose and dominate your creative business? Then this is the podcast for you. I'm Kay, your host and guide to help you on your way to creative freedom and success. Hey, boo. Hey. So I'm so excited today. We have Mallory, who is the founder of Slay Style Co. And she is an amazing personal stylist who is passionate about helping boss women elevate their brand and their confidence through style. I'm so happy to have you here today. Uh, Mallory, how are you? I'm great. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me on. Of course, of course. I'm so glad that you reached out to me. Um, you know, I am not the most stylish person in the world. If you guys could see me, I am a crop top <laughs> and some sweatpants. So I hope you get my whole life together. So I'm really excited about this. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself. Like what made you be- become a personal stylist? Like tell us who you are. Okay. Um, yeah, so I've loved fashion and style as long as I can remember, even as a kid I didn't want to wear tennis shoes because it wasn't stylish enough and just kind of always had this like greater taste above anything Um, but I didn't know that being a stylist was a thing Um, all I had really known about was what not to wear so it seemed like being a wearer and that just seemed like you know a far-off celebrity stylist thing so I didn't really consider it as a job um uh, so it wasn't actually until I've I've kind of have like a colorful past with like different jobs that I've kind of tried to taste, chase um, and wasn't very happy with it. But I fell into a job working as a stylist assistant um, for like catalog shoots. So it wasn't quite personal styling, but it was working with models and working with fashion and clothing. Um, so I just loved doing that and could see that my passions were utilized there. And um, then I started to actually have my eyes open to the world of styling and looked into personal styling. And that just clicked way more with me. Um, I didn't want to do styling just for models or for shoots. I wanted to work with people and help them move forward through um through their own blocks because that's just something I feel very passionate about with how much style and how much I've changed my wardrobe has always helped me through different transitions or to feel like a more powerful woman. So I wanted to bring that to people. I love that. So it's like you had all these other kind of random jobs and then you, you fell into doing fashion styling, like for models and things. And then just out of your own desire to help people, you decided to start personal styling. I think that's really awesome. And I mean, still to me, sometimes I I can't wrap my head around like having a personal stylist. Like I I see (laughs) I need one and I have friends who like try to give me like fashion advice, but then the next day I put on my sweatpants and I keep it moving. But in my mind, I know that like, man, I really would love to like slay an outfit or, you know, like I see Mm -hmm. friends that know how to slay sweatpants and I'm like, how did you make sweatpants look good? Like, I know it's possible. I don't know how to do that yet. (laughs) (laughs) So are you full-time as a personal stylist now? Um, I'm just about full-time. I'm ramping up for that. Um, but it's pretty much all that I do. So (laughs) that's exciting though. That's, I mean, that's amazing. And I mean, I talk to a lot of people on the podcast who they still have, you know, another job that they're doing while they're transitioning into what, what they really want to do. So that's really exciting. So, um, if you had to say there was like one thing that you've done to like grow your business or to make it to where you can go full-time as a stylist, like what would you say that thing is? 
Um, I mean, it's definitely not easy. Um, it's definitely like a, a journey as I'm sure, you know, as an entrepreneur and talking to other entrepreneurs. Um, cause at first it's like, Oh, I've figured out what I want to do and I learned how to do it. So here it all comes rolling in and it doesn't quite work like that. Exactly. Um, and of course it's specific to what you're doing. So as a personal stylist, I didn't, I wasn't quite prepared for how much education I was going to have to do of like telling people what a personal stylist is at all and, <laughs> and why they need one. Mm -hmm. um, so there was, there was kind of that, but as far as success goes, I think a lot of it is just the, the dedication of like, I was like, I just feel like I can't go back now. So I'm putting everything into this. And um, I think putting as much investment as you can into um, teachers and, and guides to help you. So uh, for me, it was really investing in business coaches and um, stylists who are teachers to like, show me the way with what they've done to kind of, you know, as a beginner, you, you're just kind of a rookie. So as much as I could learn from people who were successful to kind of avoid certain things was the best thing I could do. Yes. Um, you just hit on something that I was just talking about the other day with someone about investing in yourself. And I do think that that's like one of the single most important things that you can do for your business, regardless of what it is, um, to help you like succeed and get to the next level. And like you're trying to do transition to being full-time, it's just like, we can't do everything by ourselves, you know, and mm -hmm. we'll kind of only take you so far before you have to find people in the industry and really ask for help. And so, you know, it's not just about, you know, investing your time, but it's also about investing your money and investing other things. And so I know one thing that you did is that, which I, I don't know if a lot of other people do this, but I just thought it was interesting that you're actually a certified stylist. Like you're a certified personal stylist and you did it through um, the Lauren Messiah school, right? Yeah. School of style. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, so what made you decide? I mean, I guess maybe it might've been just the whole idea of investing in yourself, but what made you really decide to make that decision to be a certified stylist as opposed to just, you know, waking up one day and saying, okay, I'm going to style people now. Right. Well, um, I think when I think of that, I just think a lot of it has to do with trust. So it's why, why clients should trust coming to me and trust putting their, their money and time in me. Cause it is, it is an investment, especially if you want to do something like a full wardrobe restyle or something like that. But um, it's to trust that I am dedicated enough to like continue to learn more. Um, and it's not just, you know, certification of styling of how to make things look good, but um, how to run a business and to know that I like have an understanding of how to charge properly or, or things like that. Um, that I'm not, you know, style is a funny thing because we do have those like friends or anybody who say that, oh, I could tell you what to wear because I'm stylish, but there's a little bit more to it than that. And I think that's the dedication of continuing education as a stylist and um, having invested in learning from the best stylists that there are, such as Lauren Messiah. I, I think what you're saying is so amazing because so often we wake up and we decide we're going to do something and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with if people decide not to get trained and certified, but I agree with you in saying that there is a certain level of trust that people are going to have when they know that you're legit, when they know that you've studied this and that you've, you know, invested in yourself and taken the time to really learn the, the, the skill 
that it takes to be a stylist because like anybody could probably pick out some clothes i can't but people could probably <laughs> but like knowing that this person that you've decided to hire and work with is credible you know has gone through some kind of training i think that that does help take your business to the next, next level and like we said investing in yourself is so important as an entrepreneur period and i just like how you weave that into or or just made that a part of your business model which i think is important the continuing education portion so mm -hmm. yeah that was really cool like thanks for sharing that because i never thought about actually becoming certified for what you do right right yeah and I, I mean i think of it in terms of like you know it's again our culture is like kind of just now truly gaining what personal style is because now is just the perfect time for it since there's things that have been developed such as stitch fix people are like oh, okay <laughs> there's somebody who has an understanding that could help me make this easier and like make me look great and things like that um but i just think of it like you know we like hairstylists are certified and licensed and i know that you know, like the hairstylist I go to, I know she does continuing education and that's something that um, entices me of like, oh, you're dedicating you keep going. It's not just that you have a piece of paper that says like, I'm good, whatever. It's that you're, you're invested to make the best experience for your clients as you keep going and don't just get tired with it. I love that. I love that. And something that I, um, since we're talking about it, can you define for us or tell us like, what is a personal stylist? Like, what, what does that mean to be a personal stylist? And what does that mean to me? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, a, it's an easy term. I can get very um, kind of more deep about it. I think it goes a little bit deeper. But for the most part, to be a personal stylist is to help an individual um, understand their own body type and how to dress for it, um, as well as things like closet organization that take away the, the stress and confusion around how you dress and also help to give a better understanding of um, how to dress for your lifestyle, whatever that is. Okay. So a little bit deeper than that of what, especially what I do as a personal stylist is um, that we have a lot of emotional blocks surrounding what we wear. And so the true goal is to hit that because on the surface, we're all like, I don't know what to wear. And I dress terribly. And it's like, well, do you like hate dressing? And like, do you hate shopping? Because it's like very frustrating to be in the dressing room and you're like dealing with weight fluctuation. Or are you in a transition like you're a new mom? Like there's some deeper things that I help get people in touch with that is just a little bit deeper than what's new in fashion. So that's the difference between style and fashion that I try to illustrate to people is that fashion is just constantly changing it's what's in um it's kind of what's declared and style is um it's just it's a way of life and what fits for you it style is style is a very personal thing no that was a great way to explain it um because like even me sometimes i don't always understand like okay when someone says like Oh, I'm a fashion stylist, but in the same sense, they say they're a personal stylist. Like, okay, well, but what does that mean? Like, because to me, that sounds like two different words. And from mm -hmm. the way you explained it, you know, when you were doing fashion, you, you, you were 
dressing models in the latest trends. Like, so fashion stylists, like that's gonna be something that's more trendy, but personal style is exactly what it is. It's your personal style, you know? And so it just makes sense. Like, and I was gonna ask, you know, do people have a lot of mental blocks when it comes to personal style, but you explained it perfectly, you know? And uh-huh. <laughs> I know I struggle sometimes like, oh, my weight is up this month, you know, or this week today, and then tomorrow it's down. I'm like, okay, I can't fit these jeans I bought yesterday. You know, what's going on? Right. Like, now, now all of a sudden I hate styling or I hate, you know, I hate going shopping or whatever just because of one, you know, more personal issue. So how do you kind of help people break through those kind of mental blocks? Um, I mean, that's where my uh, skills kind of play into my passion of style is um, kind of being pretty empathic and wanting to listen to people. So it's, not just an intake of like what their tastes are, but like if there's any life transitions that they've gone through, like if they um, are like trying to date or if they're a new mom, like I said, or um, they have like a new career, things like that. So there's a lot of intake to what their story is that goes, um, just takes, you know, my understanding of that to go a little bit deeper than um, nothing fits or things like that. So it's just a a perception and listening and um, kind of just getting people to feel comfortable enough with me to share more about what might be going on underneath. Gotcha. I I mean, I like that. And I know that, you know, one of your missions is to educate people, you know, on, you know, getting in tune with their feelings, but then also, you know, you are helping people like style themselves. I know one thing that you do is styling people you know, like us boss women who, you know, some of us are working from home or some of us, you know, we may be out in public and stuff like that, but just helping us kind of set ourselves apart and like be different from other people, but still be like authentically ourselves. And I know for me, you know, I talk so much, like, it's amazing how I'll do a photo shoot. And I'm just like, man, I have no idea what to wear. I'm super stressed. And it's like, <laughs> am I aligned? like yeah, like, am I aligned with my brand? Like, I'm just like, it's just so many things to like, think about and so many moving parts. And then it's like, oh, I have to go shopping. But I don't want to go shopping because I hate it, you know. And so I, I feel like what you're saying is like, a lot of this stuff is a mental block. And if I have the time, or if anyone has the time to sit down and talk to someone to work it through, I think that, that can get us to the next level in our style. But also, to set us apart from, you know, everybody else that may be in our industry. So like, how would you say, or, or like, what are some things that we could do to help us stand out on social media when it comes to like our style or, you know, just in general of being different and embodying who we are as people? Um, yeah, I would say the number one thing is to just actually consider style as being very important. Not to say that people don't, but, um, yeah, a large inspiration that kind of happened for what I do is like building myself as an entrepreneur and then realizing how much goes into you're like, Oh, I need headshots and all these things to promote myself and like promote my brand and um, just kind of see that fashion or style can be lacking or like, you know, people just think it's good enough and like, yes, it's good enough, but it could stand out more. So my big thing is like, especially if you were in this era where, you know, you're constantly showing yourself on social media, you're representing yourself, which is representing your brand and you're pouring money into professional photography, especially that considering style as um, setting you apart and making you look the best that you can is something to consider. So 
a lot of that, in my opinion, is just um, being yourself and being, you know, kind of on the same level as your brand. Clear out what does not fit them or does not suit them and doesn't align with their new resolution of how they would like to present themselves. Um, which is really, so I'm, I don't know if you've watched, um, they, there was a book about it, but there's a, there's a show on Netflix now called tidying up with Marie Kondo, which is about, uh, the Japanese style of tidying. Mm -hmm. Um, so she even goes through this where they go through everything that you own in your wardrobe. And if, like kind of looking at each piece and seeing if it sparks joy for you or not. And if it doesn't to get rid of it. And I feel like that's a really great place that people can start with of going through what they own and getting rid of what has that negative energy. Cause my biggest theory with our wardrobes is that we, that's how we start our day and we're looking at our wardrobe and just feeling like really down about it. Like, Oh, I have nothing to wear. And like, what am I even going to wear today? And things like that. So it's kind of this cleansing idea that you get rid of what no longer fits you and what doesn't suit you. And uh, to just know that you're starting off feeling great, that everything in your closet fits you and you are excited about it. And from there, you can fill holes of what you're missing and kind of just start off with this organized intention of I'm going to look great. I'm going to wear things that fit me, whatever my size is, I'm I'll figure out how to be happy with my size. And I know that my wardrobe is like awesome and aligns with my intention of, you know, my job this year or being a, being a mom or whatever. There's, there's an intention and a, a dedication for the new year that you can set for yourself. I like that. And I like how your idea is to basically like go through and do a cleanse of your closet and just figure out like, okay, does this make me feel good? Am I liking this, this, you know, piece or is this, you know, making me feel negative? Like, you know, cause we all know we all have that shirt that just makes us feel like we don't look great. Like <laughs> I have plenty of shirts that I'm just like, uh, and then it's like, why not get rid of that? You know, whether you donate mm -hmm. it or throw it away or give it to the dog, I don't know. Like just do something with it to get it out of your space so that you stop associating your closet and your style with that negativity. And so I like how like the, the first thing, like basically you're saying like we need to honor, you know, and see what aligns with who we are and like what, what we're trying to do as far as our look and our feel, you know, because I mean, I guess you're right. Like when you're wearing clothes that you don't like, or if it doesn't fit you properly, like you don't really feel that great. Like you don't feel great about yourself. It, I mean, I know it puts me in a bad mood. If I know that something I'm wearing is not quite what I thought it was going to be, I'm like, oh no. Like this is <laughs> so I like that the whole idea of like getting rid of things and then you can fill the hole. It's not about getting a whole new wardrobe. It's about just using what you have and, and figuring out, okay, does this make me feel good? And if it doesn't, then it has to go. So I like that. Exactly. Yeah, and then you'll like know nowhere to go from there for sure. Yeah, that makes. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I never thought of that, and I have so many clothes. I didn't. We just hoard clothes for no reason. Like we have plenty of clothes. Like, I know I do I have plenty of clothes in my closet that I don't ever wear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just get rid of them, and that's a large part of my job when people hire me is to just give them permission to get rid of what they wanted to get rid of. <laughs> right. I wonder what makes us like, do you know what makes us hold on to the item of clothing? I mean, yeah, that's what's so fascinating is that 
our clothes are very emotional and I really don't think we understand how emotional they are because we remember I wore that to this thing or it was a gift or somebody said I looked good in it. Mm. And it's like, you know, if it's something you, you loved how you looked in it and now it doesn't fit, you just have to be grateful that it was something that suited you all the time and now doesn't. So you're making room for something else. It's just very tied into ways that we need to like let go of certain emotions or be grateful for things and then kind of move on from them. Um, and especially if it's things like you didn't even like it to begin with, but somebody <laughs> told you you should have it. Like, or yeah, it's like you and it's like, uh. <laughs> yeah, it, you don't need it. Like it's, it's especially if you're like holding on to like what you thought was supposed to be in or you should have it anyways. So I have a very, of course, I want all the clothes in the world, but I also have a very minimalist kind of concept around it because I, I myself follow this and I have purged my closet. Like I fully purged it, like got rid of everything I did not like or want or was too old. And I was like, oh my God, I have like nothing left in here. <laughs> and it's taken a while to like fully build up to like what, what I do love. But now I look at it, I'm like, oh, I love this and it all fits and it's, I'm not holding on to stuff that fills me with, with dread or like, you know, all these worries. Yeah. I really feel like, you know, what you're basically saying in all of this is like, I mean, and I didn't even realize how attached we are to our clothing, but when you were talking about it, it did make me kind of think about a couple pieces in my closet that, you know, uh, somebody gave me as a gift and I feel bad about getting rid of it, but I also don't wear it. So they never see me in it. So why does it matter right. keeping it? Like, it doesn't matter for me to keep it. And so, you know, but I also know that whenever I flip through that in my closet, it makes me feel some type of way because I know I hate that shirt or I hate those pants, you know? And so it's like, that's a good, like, if anything else, I want people to leave this knowing that, like, get rid of that stuff. That's <laughs> I <know>. right. <laughs> and hey, I'm not perfect either because, like, I, like I said, I've done the purge, but there's still, like, one dress that I wore once and my boyfriend said he likes me in it and I hate it and I don't want to wear it again but I like still have a hard time getting rid of that one thing so at least try to get rid of most of the things I mean and sometimes we have to like kind of start small like okay maybe you can get rid of everything but like pick one or two shirts this time and then next time get rid of it you know because like you said I didn't realize but we do have a very emotional attachment and connection to our clothing I just think about things like whenever I pass through like some pajama pants I usually don't wear pajama pants I'll wear like a like sweatpants or something but when I pass through them it reminds me of my grandmother because she's the one who bought them for me you know so it's mm -hmm. like we do have emotional connections and attachments to certain pieces of clothing but if it's something if it's a negative attachment we should let that go we shouldn't hold on to it if it's a negative attachment and I don't I mean mm -hmm. this is the first time I've ever felt like so deep or thought so deeply about clothing like, I just <laughs> I didn't realize exactly. this deep. Like we can go on a tangent for this whole whole idea. Oh yeah, I mean I, that's yeah. that's what I love about it is, um, and that's the educational part that I'm talking about because <clears throat> people are like, oh, I don't need a personal stylist. I can't afford it, or that's ridiculous. That's like you know, I always say like you know, imagine people are like, what am I a Kardashian? Like I can't have a personal <laughs> stylist. I guess uh, maybe I'll change it to like a something consultant like a clothing emotional consultant someday or something but <laughs> just to make people feel a little better about like what this whole idea is yeah that, that's true because I, I have to admit when I first learned about 
uh, like people having personal stylists, I was like, oh, you know, that that must be like a celebrity thing. Like, okay, right. they must be famous. Like, you must be famous if you have a a, a personal stylist. Like, right. I never realized, but I have had the opportunity to talk to different people that are, you know, fashion stylists or personal stylists, like just different kind of stylists. And I I now realize that there's so much more to what you do than just like how people initially assume picking out your clothes. Like it's not about having someone to pick out your clothes. Your, your, your child could do that. It's, that's not <laughs> what we're doing. You know, it's, 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 I, I like how you're explaining. It's more so about the mindset and helping people like become more confident and feel better about your clothing. Because at the end of the day, if you are unhappy with your closet and what you have, it's going to affect your confidence and everything else after that. Exactly. And that's my, my goal with people is kind of um, seeing it like, I mean, it just, it sounds like it's ridiculous, but I really see it as like this kind of starting point or a root of like, if you, cause it very much has to do with your, your body too. So if you can transform how you feel about how you dress, which makes you feel better about, you know, being in your own body, then I think you're going to present yourself better to the world, have things attract more to you better. Because mm-hmm. um, my, the way that I put it is I just, I just see that people are like, oh, I don't care about style. I don't care how I dress. It doesn't matter. I'm like, okay, well, you're reflecting that to the world then. Like, yeah, I don't care. don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Then, then you're not going to have things handed to you or it's not going to come to you or it's, or you're going to say no, thank you. Or I just try to make that connection of it being a, a route for greater, greater success. But um, I was also going to add that uh, as much as there is the emotional thing, one of the best things that I do is, um, is teach people how to dress for their body type and kind of know those tricks. So it, knowing that is something that, you know, can carry you through the rest of your life to know this is what my body looks like. This is what I should avoid. This is, what flatters and what doesn't and you just have that information and education around it that helps you empower yourself to kind of dress better and shop better from then on and then you always like because i guess if i knew more tricks i'd, I'd always know i look good because i'm like oh yeah i know this looks great for my body type like you know it just makes you feel confident because you feel like your arms are like this secret knowledge no one else knows like and maybe uh-huh. you know <laughs> I mean, like, um, my friend, she taught me about, uh, like, how to do the one off the shoulder thing with sweaters, with oversized sweaters. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. I think I was <laughs> for, like, a month straight, and I, I was a fashionista with my little shoulder. <laughs> you know, so sometimes those little tricks and, like, tips to help you just feel more confident or dress according to your body type, like, I, I definitely see, like, the value in that. So, I mean, I think that's a really cool aspect of your business, though, is that, not only are you, you know, helping people like get through mental blocks and everything, but you're also helping people dress to their body type because there are going to be certain things and certain cuts and styles that are going to be more, um, you know, flattering to one body type versus another. So, yeah. Right. And most any, like, clothing is kind of made to flatter one body type. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we need a little more variety. Yeah. <laughs> That makes sense. So really quickly, um, because we I don't want this to get too long, but I wanted to do a rapid fire round where I ask you. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) So it's going to be five questions and you just answer the first thing that comes to mind. It could be short, long, whatever. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What is your favorite hobby? 
on my favorite hobby um besides shopping which sounds really dumb uh <laughs> not dumb it's now it's work shopping is work now um my favorite hobby um i actually uh do stand-up comedy so that's wow hobby. <laughs> really uh-huh i don't get paid so i'm gonna call it a hobby <laughs> wow. okay that's cool that's really interesting all right mm -hmm. uh question two which do you prefer milk or cheese oh cheese forever really <laughs> oh yeah i could i i've had to really like rein in my cheese eating because like i thought it didn't matter was, and then i started to gain a lot of weight i'm like it's purely from the oh, cheese yeah, it's from cheese yeah yeah but oh. i could just like sit there and eat a whole block of cheese <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> Wow. Okay. <laughs> Cheese it is. Um, number three, if you could trade lives with anyone for a day, who would it be? Oh God. Like every, so many people. I think, oh, I don't know. I'm going to say Busy Phillips because I'm obsessed with her and I know her life is very stressful right now because she has a lot going on, but she's got her new show and meeting a lot of cool people. And I am like, so obsessed with her freaking wardrobe that I would just love to switch switch lives with her. Okay. Wait, am I switching lives or do I actually get to be her? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, you get to switch like lives, so you won't be okay. her. In so her. it's me, but I'm still getting dressed like her. Fabulous. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you still have all the access to whatever fabulous you want to do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, number four, what is a non-negotiable in your life? Oh, boundaries. <laughs> okay, I'm here for it. Like, yes, that's a good one. Yeah, Great. I feel like sometimes I feel like I have to teach so many people what boundaries are. Like, it's amazing you get to adulthood. You're like, oh wow, no, no, no knows what boundaries are. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. We are all full grown up. <laughs> I totally get that. Totally. So my last question, this is one that I ask everyone on the show. It is, what does it mean to you to be a female creative? Female creative. Um, it means being a badass. And sometimes I hate hearing that because it sounds like, I don't know, trite or like you're a badass and you're like, well, I want to be a softie, but I feel like I have to be a badass because <laughs> I am, I am both of those things, but uh, a badass in the sense of, you really can have the world against you a lot. Like at least, at least so much growing up that it stays with you. Mm -hmm. um, that it takes this sense of being a badass to really overcome your um, your doubts and fears, and and just that there's a reason why you love doing what you love to do, and and that you should do it. So that's kind of what I mean is. Um, as a as a female creative you're definitely it's like you kind of this get a real job attitude thrown at you a lot <laughs> and so to to just not do whatever you can to to not take that in and know that uh your vision on the other side of it is gonna prove that wrong yeah i love that i love that that was perfect i'm thank so you <laughs> I just I so appreciate you so much. I mean, this was great. And really quick before we um, get off, I would like you to tell everyone like how we can follow you on social media or your website or just anything that you have coming up. Go ahead and drop it now. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can find me on social media at Slay Style Co. And um, you can also find my website, www.slaystyleco.com. Um, and I will offer any listeners 20% off of their first closet cleanse, um, which you can see on my website if they just uh, let me know that they heard you. Yay! Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. I so appreciate that. And yeah, guys, I want you guys to go follow her, check her out. Hey, go get you a, a little um a style cleanse. We all need. It. <laughs> I mean, I know I probably do. Shoot, all the stuff I have in my closet. But anyway, we're not even gonna go there today. But <laughs> until next time, I appreciate you so much, Mallory. Thank you so much for coming on. And until next time, I will talk to y'all later, darlings. Thank you. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the She's a Creative Podcast. If you enjoyed this, let me know by sharing a review on iTunes or sending me a screenshot of you listening to this podcast and your favorite part. Go follow me on social media to get more inspiration, wisdom, and tips at She's a Creative Podcast or at Mrs. K Hillman on Instagram. And check out the blog at She's a Creative.com. I love you, creative darlings, so much. And until next time, keep building your creative dreams.